60 of Knorr Fat Pod. Grandma's getting frisky for episode 60. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been looking up bingo That's caller bingo. jokes? That's a bingo call. Ah. That's why I felt so apprehensive saying it there. I was like, Grandma's getting frisky. That's, that's an actual <laughs> bingo call. I can't imagine they're saying that in the parochial house in Kerrygart. I think there's a different meaning for frisky, though. Oh. Does frisky mean busy as well? Yeah, maybe. In Amer- America. Mm. But um, anyway, Grandma's getting frisky for episode 60. Mm-hmm. I don't think we had any fact checks because we were kind of fact checking during the episode last week. Yeah, Taryn was on the ball. Yes. Um... A couple of people did share their like first movies that they had gone to see in the cinema, which was nice. So, and are continuing to do so today. So, yeah. um, one of our listeners, Evelyn, said her first m- movie she went to the cinema to see was The Sound of Music. The Sound of Music? Yeah. And what year was The Sound of Music? Uh, like, cinemas have been on the go a long time. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, like, what was the first movie in cinemas hmm yeah god knows um i'm just trying to fact check that or look back on the messages but um dad was saying it was funny we were on about in episode 59 the cinema in milford which has is now closed Mm -hmm. um and dad was saying that he remembers going to that cinema and there'd often be nuns in the cinema, like sitting in their own front of you, a load of nuns, because like they used to go down and check the films before they'd let the boarders and the convent in Milford go to watch the films. That's like a scene from Father Ted. Yeah, so he says he'd remember going to see Grace or something like that, and there all the nuns would be there, like, of course, they had to check it out first, to see if it was suitable for the students, <laughs> the wee minx. So, like, I'd say they were getting in for free, were they? God, I don't know. Would they be? Why would know. they? Why should they? I don't know. We'll fact check that. Yeah. The first film ever played in a cinema was Round Hay Garden Scene in 1888. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So, TV Guide. Is that all your fact checking or cinema notes? Um, oh, so sorry, Sound of Music, 1973, first movie in cinema. First oh. movie in cinema? Oh, sorry, the first movie that... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was all my fact-checking, yes. So, so, yeah, TV Guide. I watched The Little Things on Netflix. All right. Because it was trending. Oh, good. Did you watch it? No. So... I was very suspicious when I seen it first because Rami Malek, Denzel Washington and Jared Leto's in it. Mm -hmm. And it came out in 2018. Or sorry, 2021. But I was like, why didn't I hear of it? Oh, wait. No, I don't know. No, go on. I don't think I've seen it. And it was only 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's two hours, eight minutes. But like, I would give it three ripe avocados. Three's not bad. It's kind of true... <clears throat> True detective vibes. Mm. Rami Malek's a detective and Denzel Washington and then Jared Leto plays like this suspicious loner weirdo. Mm. Which he plays very well. Yes, yeah, so he's a bit typecast in that role. But the ending was satisfying. Oh, that's good. But at times I was like, was oh, this a bit drawn out or is it a bit weird or is it a bit predictable? Mm. But no. 
Mm. It's grand. It's worth a watch. I wouldn't yeah. rave about it. Mm-hmm. But it's worth a watch. That's yeah. the little things on Netflix. Netflix. You need films like that from time to time. Yeah. Then only murders in the building. There's only two weeks left. So we're, I'm just going to mm. hold all. Have you caught up yet now? Yeah, I'm up to date now. Okay. And did you go on the roller coaster of emotion that I did? Yeah, well, I've loved it throughout, but the last two episodes were really good. Really good, yeah. I think it dipped before that, but... Mm. So we'll save our full review for when it's mm. over, rather yeah. than mention it every week. Um, Then I had sent you, this is kind of veering into World Wide Web, mm-hmm. the theatre that Only Murders in the Building is set in, United Palace Theatre. They did a thing on over the weekend there. Like... Mm. Oh, it looked class. It looked amazing. It was like an interactive murder investigation. So you're going in, they hand you a tool, mm-hmm. like not a tool, a torch. Mm-hmm. And it's like a UV light and there's all these little clues and you have to solve who killed Ben. Ben Gilroy. Ben our, Gilroy. Our man, Paul Rudd. Yeah. I just thought it was so amazing looking yeah and then the fact that they incorporated selena gomez's makeup brand into it as well Rare beauty. Was so clever and the so dressing smart. rooms it yeah. just looked amazing so you could go into the dressing rooms and it's called rare beauty and then they would apply an mm. item of makeup for you mm-hmm. but like so smart very clever it looks like an amazing theater though yeah it's good promotion for the theater the show and her beauty yeah. range so. i can't believe they only done it for one weekend though i know because if they kept that going like jeepers anybody heading to new york who had half an interest in the show would be oh, there 100%. with bells on like. and it looked like a big setup for just one weekend mm. because they had the big snake from the cobra franchise yeah no it was brilliant but so that was all with only murders in the building we'll come back in two weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> i started watching this is me. What was that thing you said before when you rewatch something for nostalgic? <laughs> so I started rewatching The Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. which I mentioned last. That was last year in the Halloween special. Oh my God. I know. So it's 93% in Rotten Tomatoes. I would give that five ripe avocados. Mm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix, isn't it? It's on Netflix. It's Mike Flanagan. There's 10 episodes in it, but it's bo- like loosely based on a gothic horror novel by shirley jackson but i just love it i think it's such a good story and i find it scary <laughs> that's good yeah it's not it's not often that things are properly scary anymore yeah, it is scary but it's a really really good story as well mm. so he had the hunt in a hill house mike flanagan done and he done the What's the other one? The Haunting of Blind Matter. I loved the two of them and then Midnight Mass and the Midnight Club. But I had mentioned last year the fall of the House of Usher. Mm-hmm. Do you remember me mentioning yeah. that? That's um, Edgar Allan Poe. So he's done that as well. So that's coming out on the 12th of October. So I can't wait for that. Mm. So I'm just watching The Haunting of Hill House in preparation. Oh, yes. For that coming out. Just to get me well, in that's the spooky good. Oh, you'll be in the October spooky mode then. Yeah. But that fall of the House of Usher, I didn't even realise what it was about. But the trailer just came out. You didn't see it, no? No. You'd probably be watching it behind yeah, a not pillow. Yeah, for these things. <laughs> so it's the CEO of a corrupt pharmaceutical company. Um, His children start dying in mysterious and brutal ways. I thought it was very, like, 
You know what dope sick and painkiller mm. and all those shows out now? I thought it was very... It's a bit too close to the bone. Mm. But yeah, probably a good, a good theme as well. Yeah. So it looks good. Mm. And that was all really my watching. All right. Um, well, I watched something that you, you'd you sent me it and um, you were saying, oh, this is right up our street. Oh, yeah. A show the lovers. You didn't get a chance to watch it yet, no. did you? It's good. Yeah, I watched last Saturday night. I couldn't sleep, which is quite rare for me. So I watched. There's only six episodes of The Lovers. It's on Now TV. And I watched the first three and then I was going to watch the next three this weekend. But what happened was I couldn't sleep. So I got back up out of bed and I finished the whole lot in one night. <laughs> um, oh my God. So it gets 89% in Rotten Tomatoes. It's a show, a kind of a. I think 89% might be a little bit generous, but I did thoroughly enjoy it at the same time. You'd call it maybe like a romantic comedy drama set in Belfast. And it's about, in the very first five minutes, basically you meet two characters, Janet and Seamus. And Janet it works in a shop and she she hates working in the shop and she seems very cynical and a little bit depressed, but quite sarcastic and funny at the same time. And um, she's to ask to leave work because she's just being a bitch, basically. <laughs> and her <laughs> boss is like, go home and come in with a new attitude tomorrow. And then she says something, trigger warning, there's like a theme of taking your own life type of thing in it. So she leaves to go and do this. Oh. And in the meantime, there's we, we meet um, Seamus, who's an English political broadcaster even though his name's Seamus he's like a plastic patty as they say he mm-hmm. his mother's Irish so he's really snobby um and he's been told to go to Belfast to film a political show and he's raging about coming over to Belfast and then he makes a faux pas when he's talking so these young fellas start chasing him um like hurling abuse at him for being English or something and he's terrified so he's running through the streets and he jumps over a wall in a garden of a house and Janet's there with holding something up to her head and he's like help me help me and then she pulls him into the garden Mm -hmm. and then he takes she takes him into the house to hide and he's all what were you doing and she's kind of like mind your own business and then so begins their you know blossoming romance between two very different people and it's very funny like it's darkly funny um she's hilarious the actress that plays janet is called roshin gallagher and i'd say no i've only i've not seen her in anything but she was brilliant i'd be keeping an eye out for her and more things she was so good she's from northern ireland and then the guy johnny flynn plays seamus he was great and i feel like if I was a casting agent, I would make him play Prince Harry in something. Yes. He's so like him. No, I thought it was well worth a watch. Now it's good. A wee bit like, a wee bit sad, but good. So that clip that I sent you, for some reason I thought she was like a policewoman or something. Yeah, no, she does give off that vibe. She reminds me a lot of um a, another British actress as well. Um, can't remember her name. She used to be in Carnation Street, and now she does loads of serious stuff. She looks a lot like her. Okay. But no, she works in just like a supermarket. Um, uh, not really enjoyed that. So that's the lovers on now. It's TV. not a great name. Like it's it's not a great makes title. complete sense. Then the name sounds so stupid, but there's actually like a a real big reason why it's called that the lovers yeah okay mm-hmm. so no just definitely would recommend watching it i'd give mm. it 
four ripe avocados, I'd say. Nice. Because sometimes it's a bit cheesy, but overall it's good. Yeah. Um, and then two things that I've not watched yet. One I'm definitely going to watch is the newest season of Sex Education is back on Netflix. So I can't wait to watch that because I was only saying to Darren yesterday, like Sex Education is one of my top 10 shows ever. It's brilliant. Love it. So I'm looking forward to that. I only watched the first season of that. Oh, really? And I don't know why I didn't watch. So is this yeah. the fourth season? Yeah. Yeah. And like season three, I would say it was one of the best seasons of any TV show I've ever watched. It was so good. High praise. Yeah. Um, and then, have you seen this advertised Gra Aaron Tra? Oh, can I can I translate? Is that <laughs> is that love on the beach? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll see the description of saved for this is coming I on Monday have on the track. <laughs> It's uh, it's going to be, well, out the day this episode comes out. So Monday at 9pm on RTE. Gra, Aaron, Tra, Mother of God. You say Gra, I say Gra. Oh, yeah. Donegal, Irish, we say Gra. I say Gra. <laughs> oh, God, I was just <laughs> <laughs> Up the Gra. <laughs> Ooh, ah. <laughs> Which is a wee bit, there's a lot of political themes in the lovers as well. So, uh... <laughs> Um, so after months and months of anticipation like really no I had never heard anything about this show until (laughs) now Ireland's answer to Love Island Gra Aaron Tra or Gra Aaron Tra if you're not from Donegal officially hits our television screens on Monday much like the popular ITV show Love Island Gra Aaron Tra provides a setting for 10 singletons to couple up Although it differs in the sense that this has to all be done through the Irish language. (laughs) Okay, how did I not hear about this? I know. With equal amounts of flirting and learning Gaelic, this is bound to be one of the wackiest TV shows to come out in a long time. Uh, The presenters include James Cavanagh and what you call your one? Has he the red hair? I don't know. He probably does. Most people. Yeah. And then there's a third person. Um, most Dubliners do, especially posh ones, would have gone to the Gale Tax. Ultimately, the couple with the most fuckle will win a prize of €10,000 and will be crowned the re and ban reign of the Tra, king and queen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The catch, only one in each couple is fluent in Irish and is tasked with teaching the English speaker as much of the language as possible. Couples who aren't excelling in this area may not get a letter sent home to their parents, as was the case when attending the Guild Act as a teenager. Okay, but uh, they will be sent home. Uh, so Grar and Tra airs, oh sorry, on Virgin Media at 9pm. When did on it start? Monday. A knocked, for those listening on a Monday. Tonight. Yes, I know. <laughs> so it'll be tonight. Like tomorrow. As, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're list- if you're a Monday listener, listener yeah. this is why you should so be a Monday listener. I don't know. Listener. I think I might watch it, you know. I am definitely watching it. Mm. Are you raging that yourself and Darren didn't get the application for it? Uh, <laughs> well, the thing is, we both have meddling Irish, so I don't know if we'd even just qualify. Lie. This is why you One of us would great. have to pretend we don't. You could oh, say... Yeah, yeah. You had no English. Me yeah. or me, not Irish. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll fuckle or be all gum. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, that's that's my uh, TV so gate. I'm intrigued. See about at this. the start there when you were saying it was like an Irish Love Island. Mm-hmm. Like this is actual couples that are already going into it. Like they should do. Like they should do. Well, are they? No, it's just as the couples, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're they couples prior couples. to the show. You know so it would I mean? be so kind I know of that the way it's written is a little no no sorry ten singletons to couple up oh so yes. they are all single but they're coupled for the purpose of the show okay so they're coupled as and Irish speaker is to English are they put on an island uh, yeah I presume like I suppose like should have sent them to Ireland it doesn't say where it's set actually um like obviously yeah, we'll keep what to. We'll have okay. to watch it. We'll watch for it for research purposes, and, and we'll revert back next week. And if anyone else, if any of our listeners are watching, please message us so we can be in this together. <laughs> I want to have draw on the draw. Yeah, draw the draw. <laughs> <laughs> so, any interesting things on the World Wide Web this week? I have a few things to mention, brief things, and then I just sent you something there before we started oh, yeah. that we need to comment on. Yes. <laughs> So I, first off, I want to mention a hack that I seen. Maybe you've, maybe you've heard of this mm-hmm. since you are such a fashionista. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was on TikTok at Taryn Truly dot unfiltered, T-A-R-Y-N, truly dot mm-hmm. unfiltered. She was doing outfit inspo and during one of her videos, she sprayed, she didn't really comment on it, but she was throwing her pieces together, music playing, and then she sprays hairspray on her collar. Mm-hmm. And all the comments were going mad saying, why did you put hairspray in your collar? So it stops makeup transferring onto your collar. Yeah, I've never tried it, but apparently it does. Well, I need to try. Yeah, be worth trialing. They say that like... um Dry shampoo does the same thing too. Like obviously not the brown one. Imagine you had like a black, <laughs> my black Julie and yeah. just spray dry shampoo and <laughs> white powder everywhere. Mm. Um, so that was my first thing I was going to mention. Yeah, that would be I, a good hack to try. Yeah. Then another website that I found, I found this so funny. I seen someone had posted a happy birthday, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was on Facebook or something. And I was like, this has to be some kind of like photoshopping or whatnot. And then I realized it was actually real. So it's a website called wishes made vis- wishes made visual dot com. Mm. OK, <laughs> so when you click onto it, it says happy birthday message from Africa. So there's mm. these groups of men in Africa. Mm-hmm. There's oh, like, yeah. have you seen, seen I've this? I've seen these, yeah. So for the price of thirty nine ninety five, you send them a picture and some text on a message and they'll do this whole dance routine and they're mm. up there like, happy birthday to Marie. And they're like, mwah, 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 mwah. Yeah. and then they do a whole dance routine. And they're holding up like a photo of you and a message saying like, happy birthday, Marie yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, want I thought it was actually gas. Mm. So entrepreneurial, fair play. But the reviews like... They're quite popular. Mm. People are saying it's so funny. But 
for 40, you definitely will get a laugh at it because they're so, mm. you know, animated in the way they're like, mwah, mwah, mwah. yeah, like yeah. they put a lot of enthusiasm into and the dance message. routines. The dance routines are great. Oh my God. So I thought it was it. funny. Wishesmadevisual.com and it's a happy birthday message from Africa. Mm. Very who, who wouldn't want that? I, I don't know. <laughs> So then oh well, Darren. <laughs> Darren, <laughs> would you want it? No. Oh, would it not make you laugh for a second. No. Okay. Would it be a waste <laughs> of forty euro? Yes. This okay. is a whole other episode. Darren's the most difficult person on this planet to purchase a birthday present for. Really? <laughs> so let's not even go there. I'm gonna get him a wishes made visual just for the crack now. You he'd laugh, and you with, laugh. He'd be annoyed with you because he just hates that people waste money on his birthday presents. So unless it's like the what is it, is it West Cork Beard Company stuff, bottles of um, double bunny from Kenniger, or so you like that's literally it. That's all he wants. I like practical gifts too, but then sometimes it's nice to get. A silly gift that you wouldn't buy for yourself. So you wouldn't spend 40 euro on a message from Africa. <laughs> but you'd yeah, but enjoy Darren, it. No, he wouldn't. He would be annoyed that you spent <laughs> the 40 euro. That's his whole mindset with gifts. That's darn math. <laughs> That's darn math. <laughs> oh, just to briefly mention girl math and darn math. Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had great crack all week. <laughs> with, with girl math and darn math. Right? I was explaining it to my other half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, Right, right. Well, she, you can apply that to everything. Like you said, Darren, as well, last week. So then we had done it on our, like, quartz countertop because when we were moving into the house, obviously we were working on a tight budget. And I was like, oh, should I get the quartz worktop or should I just, you know, go for a cheaper one? Is it too expensive? And I was like, no, I always wanted a quartz worktop. So then I done the math and I was like, that kitchen will be in for 20 years. I was like, we're only paying like 40 cent a, a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's actually good for stuff like that. Yeah. Big, big ticket items. Yeah. Because if we got a cheaper worktop, would, would I want to change it in half the time? And yeah, so it was great. Mm-hmm. Justify anything with yeah. girl math. And yeah. if you're not up to date, listen to last week's episode. Um, then no, I hope our financial advisor does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> Maybe Pascal, he should. If you're listening, we're only joking. <laughs> only joking. <laughs> then the last thing I was going to mention was the Charlotte Tilbury ad that I just sent on to you. Yeah. What was that about? I seen it on TikTok, and I actually thought it was a skit. Mm-hmm. But then some people are like, iconic. Charlotte Tilbury is iconic. This is amazing. I just thought, like, even the camera work in it looks shuddy. Like, mm-hmm. you have to describe it so for the listeners. In, it just shows her first off holding a little jar of moisturizer. And she's like, Darlings, is your skin thirsty? I've got the secret to that. And then she's trying to make hashtag mermaid core trend Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's what we were saying there a couple of weeks ago about the you know the strawberry filter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like mermaid now there has to be like an aesthetic attached to everything Mm -hmm. so she's like i've got the secret to that mermaid core glow my new magic water cream moisturizer with its water lock infusion technology gives you 
100 hours of hydration in just one application. Shh. And then they conclude the video <laughs> with, mermaids are real. And like she's dressed as, a, as mermaid, a mermaid. As is the other girl. It's really creepy. It's actually creepy, yeah. It looks like an SNL skit. It doesn't look real. It's bizarre. Behavior. It actually looks like I landed over here and Clara was here and we were like, oh, let's make a little pretend video mm. of mermaids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like a really lo-fi, cheesy thing. I don't know who. I'm actually, I've been seeing on TikTok as well, um, a few people saying places in London, places in the UK that are the worst to work in in the corporate world and Charlotte Tilbury ranks as one of the worst places to live and that their marketing directors leave like so they were laughing going it's like an open not open not so secret joke in the industry that on LinkedIn and all the jobs boards you'll see a marketing role pop up in Charlotte Tilbury every six months because nobody can hack work in there. Well, so like, I'm wondering, is that actually starting to come across in the content as well? Well, as a marketing guru, Marie, <laughs> what would you That's make generous. that video? <laughs> you are a marketing guru. I don't know. See, sometimes with these naff things, I'm nearly thinking, yeah. even though maybe their intention was not for it to be naff, it could work in their favor because we're talking about it. Absolutely. And then part of us might think about, hmm, I wonder is the product any good? So in a weird way, it's probably affecting the cool factor of her brand a little bit, which could impact on the longevity of her customer. But in the short term, it might actually sell some of that product. I agree. So like, yeah. I think that has caught my attention far more than if she had this very hi-fi, like hi-fi, is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. like very High-res? Yeah. (laughs) Hi-fi. <laughs> Her with a boombox. Like, <laughs> if it was like this high-resolution ad, like every one of the other products. Whereas, yeah. like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this looks like she filmed it out the back of the house. Like, yeah, It looks like she actually did film it underwater. <laughs> <laughs> and it, even when it zooms in on the cream, it's nearly like the camera's like shaking a yeah. little. But then I'm like, maybe that's the motion of the ocean. Oh, maybe. It's really immersive. But it's it's a strange one, but we're here chatting about it. Mm-hmm. So is she that cute? Mm, I don't know if that was their intention, but it worked anyhow. I think it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't. It know. could be. I mean, yeah, it could be because she's multi millions put behind her marketing. So I'm sure somebody put a little bit of strategic thought into it. But it certainly doesn't look that way. But I feel like for me. Even seeing that and like some of the real cheap mermaidy looking packaging and stuff too, it's like turning me off the brand a little bit. It cheapens it. Yeah, I always liked just the nice minimal gold sophistication of the brand. So I don't know, but then maybe she's starting to go for a younger audience than us again. Maybe we're aging out of Charlotte Tilbury. But honestly, I would have thought we're her target market. Do you think younger the younger generation are going to pay the prices for a moisturizer now that we figured yeah, out Astral the does thing. the same thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm going to look up the price of it. Bet you it's it at called? least 100 quid. What did I say it's called? Mermaid Magic Water Cream Moisturizer. Magic Water Cream Moisturizer. 
Because all of these wonder products of hers are so expensive. Like. I'd be looking for a jip, to be honest. But then maybe the younger demographic don't. Maybe they do spend a bomb on moisturizers and stuff. Like, now, Marie, you're going to just pass out here. How much? So for a 50 ml container of Charlotte Tilbury's Magic Water Cream Moisturizer, which she has ensured us that it will give us 100 hours of hydration just after one application. Mm-hmm. €114.99. Now that's on ASOS. What, Charlotte? You're off your She's head. a cheeky bugger. She is. on. And then I had recommended that podcast Science Versus as well. Mm. If you haven't, li- if you're into skincare and you haven't listened to the episode Science Versus, um, the episode name is Is Anti-Aging a Scam? Mm-hmm. Like basically moisturizers. There's no like moisturizers, a moisturizer. How can she justify? She's off her head. Yeah, because all that topical, like topical beauty is fine it might just give you a slightly better appearance for a little while until you wash off everything that night mm-hmm. it's not going to transform your skin she will apparently it'll give you a pair of fins she's trying to <laughs> <laughs> all right well i can do without i think but anyway moving on so i just mm-hmm. thought that was really interesting it was funny if anyone sees the ad they'll totally get it as well we'll share that yeah um what have i seen on the internet have you any others, actually, or is that all yours? Um, I noticed that McGee Clothing and Donegal um, assessed their profits for this year, which have doubled, um, thanks in part, no doubt, to Sarah Jessica Parker sharing that coach, the 575-year-old blazer that she, from McGee that she recommended. Yeah, it's fab. So um, they have, I think they noticed that their profits Profit share doubled to one point seven one eight million, so over a million in profit at this point in the year. And I would say the majority of their profit comes in in the final quarter of the year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I'd say her ambassadorship, like she's not even an official ambassador, she just shared those things very authentically, but it helped them. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was cool. Um, another thing that I noticed, again, this is one of my articles, but it's so worth reading. Um, it's in the Atlantic and the title of it is Millennials Have Lost Their Grip on Fashion. Kinfall. And the illustration that goes with it is a ballet flat. <laughs> so where is my information about this? I, I thought this was a very relatable piece. Maybe I'll just share snippets of it on the pod Instagram. Um, Bally flats are like you were wearing a ba- pair of ballet flats there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I think you can wear them. I feel like I can't. No, I can't really either. Like, oh no, where did I put my information about this? Um, I think it's really jarring for everybody because we used to, obviously, anybody in and around our age, we wore them when we were, say, 14 through 17 kind of that period of mm-hmm. our lives um freezing w- our toes off yeah we in the rain we used to call them dolly shoes yeah 
Um, that's the, I'm just showing you the illustration now. That's what gra- grabbed my attention where I had to click the link in bio and read it. Like millennials have lost their grip on fashion and it's just like a big ballet flat. So ballet, ballet flats are a sign of a generational shift. Amanda Mull writes, the shoes are back in style. Everyone's saying it. That's a quote from Vogue. The TikTok girlies love ballet flats. Um, you can run from the return of the ballet flat, but you can't hide. <laughs> and depending on how much time your feet spent in the shoes the last time around, maybe you can't run either. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> funny piece. It's just like the whole thing about the article is basically it's hard for us as millennials because we're seeing the return of stuff that we wore as teenagers. Yeah. And it doesn't feel quite long enough. No. And usually fashion would have taken more time. It might have been like a 30-year shift before things would start coming back in. But that shift has shortened a mm-hmm. little bit. So it's really confusing for us because like, we could still have ballet shoes lying around from well, last time. I certainly time. hope not. <laughs> um, no, mine all would have disintegrated, I think, each time because I was only buying them in pennies. The sole would be gone from them. Yeah. They were terrible, like, for giving us flat feet. Yeah, I have flat feet, probably as a result. Yeah, that's what she was saying, too. Like, they're just so bad. Um, And then I kept seeing on Pinterest and stuff those ones that I have that are, like, a dupe of the Chanel, where they're just, like, the black and Mm -hmm. nude ones. And I was like, they are kind of cute. Maybe I'll get them. But every time I wear them, I just feel wrong. You feel wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I did notice you were wearing them now. I just... Well, my feet are so big, too, that I just don't know about if I should be wearing them. No, I thought they were nice on you. Mm. But I, I don't think I can go there. I remember I had a pair of these ballet flats as well. They weren't even really ballet flats. They were, like, they were foldable. Mm. So this is, like, when it was, like, 18, 19. So, like, if you went out, you could bring these shoes that folded in half mm-hmm. in your bag. Whip them out at the end of the night. Yeah. That's kind of handy. Yeah, the state of them, though. Yeah. I know, it kind of reminds me, remember, God rest her, poor Amy Winehouse was always wearing ballet flats and paparazzi photos and her feet would just be, like, black oh, after a night out yeah. and bleeding and everything. That's kind of, like, a visceral image I have of ballet <laughs> flats. So, like, the return of the ballet flat is a signal of this new cohort of fashion consumers the trends young people endorse tend to swing between the extremes. So when we were young, for example, we would have worn, um, what you call them, like stiletto heels on nights out. Like it was heels or bust. You would never go on a night out without wearing heels. So, but now the durable popularity of dad runners like New Balance all but guaranteed that some young people would eventually start to look for something sleeker and less substantial. But Younger people now favor comfort, and that's why the ballet flats are back in too. But I'm like, they're not even that comfy. Yeah. Anyway, maybe you can get comfy ballet flats now. Maybe dear ones, but anyway, it's called millennials. Millennials have lost their grip on fashion, and it's on theatlantic.com. If anyone so wishes to read more about ballet flats, um, my recommendations now. I was in TK Maxx and I had sent you on a picture of this a couple of weeks ago, but I just wanted to really try it out before I recommend it. Mm-hmm. So have you seen these ice ball rollers? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I of course you have because I sent you the picture. Yeah. But I got it in TK Maxx. So it's these two. It looks like a pair of little, what do you call Bongos. them? Maracas. <laughs> Maracas. Yeah. And 
you put them in the fridge and when you're putting on your serum, you just roll it along your face. They don't yeah, they don't even roll, but it's like you're going with the lymphatic drainage. Mm-hmm. So you have to imagine your ear is like well, what I was told in beauty school. Mm-hmm. You imagine your ear is like the center of a wheel mm-hmm. or a bicycle wheel. And all along your cheek is the spindles. Okay. So you're pulling the ice roller from your nose back toward the ear. Yeah. To the center of the mm. to the center of the wheel. Mm-hmm. So I got it. It was like ten ninety nine in TK Maxx. They're filled with blue glittery fluid. You put them in the fridge. They're glass. So obviously they get really, really cold. They're meant to improve circulation, aid lymphatic drainage. They're very cute. But <laughs> I've been using them in the morning and I actually like the feel of them now in the morning. Yeah. Not that I would feel that puffy or in the eyes or anything, but I've just gotten in the habit of coming downstairs. I have my serum in the fridge, pop it on and then I'm mm-hmm. roll away. Yeah, I want them too. Well, I'm having You've a cup of coffee. Me now. Yeah, I do like. So they could do no harm. They do absolutely no harm. And but like, I wasn't really into you know the gua gua sha. Mm, I was for a while, but I didn't stick with it. Gua sha is Chinese for scraping. Oh, little known fact for you. Mm. But I wasn't really into them. But I like the ice ball rollers. Yeah, I didn't really like the feeling of the gua sha. It was a bit. It dragged your skin a little bit too. You need to have a good yeah, serum you need to be on. Very Schlick. <laughs> yeah. So that's my only recommendation. Okay. Well, I only have one too. Um, my recommendation is a podcast episode, not to be rivaling our own listener share, but um, I don't know if you ever heard much from this guy, Doctor Rangan Chatterjee. Never heard. Of <laughs> Never <laughs> heard. Do you remember the name? Yeah. You probably do actually know him to see now if you went and looked him up because you always see clips of him on Instagram and stuff. Okay. Um, so he's got a podcast called Feel Better, Live More. Um, I wouldn't listen to it religiously, but once you know, sometimes when you're on Spotify and then you can see an episode of something that was most shared. Yes. And I noticed this one was, so I thought, oh, and he is really nice and positive. So if you're in the mood for that kind of uplifting neuroscience stuff, he's a good one to listen to. So episode 383 is called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. Life lessons everybody learns too late with brawny wear. Um, it's so good. Like, I mean, obviously, a lot of the things that she's saying we know, but it reinforces the fact, you know, that she's been told this by people on their deathbed, obviously, and she's done loads of research into it. (laughs) And she's, yeah, you could. Like, obviously, it's kind of things that you would have heard throughout your career as well. And I think she had a similar career in palliative care and things like that. So she, like really started to document and research it mm-hmm. she's very likable too so it's kind of saying what do you think you might be saying on your deathbed will you be looking back at your life with a sense of joy and completeness or do you think you it, you might be consumed with regret that's kind of the question he asks and then she shares her five the top five regrets and how you can counteract them it's quite long. It's an hour and ten minutes, but it's mm. well worth listening to. I got a lot from it. I thought it was brilliant. So what's the name in the podcast episode again? Um, so the podcast itself is called Feel Better, Live More. And then the episode is number 383, Top 5 Regrets of the Dying. Deep. Yeah, but it's good. It's not, Deep, depress- but it's not depressing at all. It's very, very good. Yeah. 
So I I got a lot out of that this week. I must listen to that. Yeah, that's my only recommendation. Have you any trivia, or you made of a wee joke? <laughs> oh, I have a joke as well. Actually, yeah. I'll do or the trivia. both. I have both. So the little bit of trivia. What Darren? Question for you two. What everyday item was called the whirlwind in one of its earlier models? Come on, Quizmaster Darren, Quizmeister. You don't know? It, well, I wouldn't say maybe it's an everyday item, but it's a household appliance. The whirlwind. Washing machine? No. The whirlwind. <laughs> uh, mop? No, but you're very, very warm, very warm there. Uh, brush? Oh, yeah. Hotter, hotter. Dustpan? No, cold, cold, cold. No. <laughs> Toilet brush? No, oh, gee, it's a Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. It's yeah. called the Whirlwind. Yeah, Jeez. an earlier model in 1868. A guy in Chicago had a model called the Whirlwind. Yes. This is before it was known as the vacuum cleaner or Hoover, mm-hmm. as we call it. Or Hattie, as we call her. Yeah, the whirlwind. <laughs> I think I'm going to start calling the whirlwind. Yeah, go on, whirlwind the floor there. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, that's my, my most hated household task as the whirlwind. Yeah, I do anything over hoovering. I was considering a robot whirlwind, but oh yeah, DJ Roomba, DJ Roomba. But I don't know now. I'm between that and a handheld hoover. Anyway, moving on to the joke. So this was on the back of the coffee, which we also can re- recommend. Oh, yeah. What's the coffee called? Red Rooster. Red Rooster. Rooster. You can get it in coffee time in Kilmacrenan. It's delicious. And on the back of the packet, there was a little joke. How Did you read this, Darren? I, I got a little giggle. How do you drown a hipster? How? Throw him into the mainstream. Ah! <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that is so good. That was Love funny. It. So Love that's it. all the crack. Yeah. That is all the crack. We shall chat to you all next week. Bye. Bye.